welcome to the Psych and Business Podcast, where we highlight the integration of psychology and psychological principles into the world of business and organizations. I'm your host, Dr. Ernest Wade. I've been thinking a lot about how I can make these individual episodes a little bit more helpful to the audience. And I think the best way to do that is to focus on providing more education. I think I'm going to do that by following the same model that I use when I do coaching and consulting, which is to work from the inside out. Specifically, I start typically with the individual, helping them to understand themselves, make whatever adjustments are necessary or or appropriate for their situation, and then looking at the team environment, how that individual interacts in the team, how the team functions together and interacts together. And then lastly, looking at the business and the organization. What are the things that the business and the organization needs to do in order to be successful? So we'll follow that same model and start first with the individual. So when I look at the individual, we're talking about things like leadership development, and there are many, many things that fall under leadership development. I think one of the the first things to start off with are the different leadership development theories out there. Now, I don't think that you need to know all of them ad nauseum in order to engage in leadership development, but I think it's a good idea to talk a little bit about some of the, the prevalent models out there in terms of leadership development to give you a sense of what's out there what might work or resonate with you, because it's not a one-size-fit-all. There's, no, uh, there's no one model that I think is best for everybody. I think different models work in different settings and for different people. And so I want to give you a sense of what some of these models might be, how they work, so that you can determine for yourself what works and what doesn't work. Along with this, I think there are some certain skills and behaviors that are interwined in all of these theories and are critical for success, regardless of what theory you ascribe to. And so we'll we'll weave those in, talk about specific behaviors like communication, decision-making, that sort of thing. We'll weave those in in, uh, in between some of the, the different episodes so that it's not all just talking about theories. So for example, this week we'll start with situational leadership, the situational leadership theory that has been developed by Hersey and Blanchard. Now, I actually really enjoy this model, as I've mentioned before, and I actually used to teach this model when I, uh, when I taught different leadership models. And so it's one of my favorites. And I think it's, it's, it's a really uh, unique model in that it approaches the, the, the leadership experience from the point of view of the employee or the team member that you're working with. So uh, situation leadership is based on the premise that the traditional model where you have in an organization where the leader's on the top and um, the employees at the bottom is, is not the best model for success. So situational leadership flips the model and looks at the situation that the employee is in and the employee's level of competence and then determines what the the leader needs to do in order to make sure that they are adjusting to help the employee or the team member be successful. So if you think about it, uh, it's sort of like that inverted organizational period. And so the responsible party is the leader. The responsible party is the leader. They're the ones who need to make the adjustment. So the purpose of the situational leadership model is really to help the leader assess the situation that the employee is in or that the team member is in and, and learn how to adapt, how to be responsible to the situation, how to be responsible to the needs of the employee uh, in that environment so that you can help the employee or the team member be as effective 
uh, as possible and really positioning them for success. So really quickly, uh, we'll go over uh, the, the high level overview. Um, you will not learn everything you need to know about this model in this in this few minutes here, but hopefully it'll give you a sense of what, how the model works. So the model has uh, three basic skills that, that a leader needs to know. So the model says there are three basic skills in order to do this situational adjustment uh, successfully. The first one is diagnostic or assessment skills. You need to be able to um, assess the employee or the team member that you're you're working with or having to lead or manage. You need to be able to assess the environment in which things are occurring and make an assessment of what is the level of competence uh, for this employee. Really, the question there is, can they do the work that they've been ascribed to do? Can they do the work that you've asked them to do? And then the next thing you want to look at is their commitment. Do they want to do the work that you've asked them to do? And so the, the responses for this assessment, this uh, employee assessment, falls within four basic, um, four basic groups, let's say. So the first one is a, an enthusiastic beginner who... Uh, is enthusiastic about the work, wants to do the work, but really is does not have the confidence to do the work. And it goes through the the different layers. There's four layers, as I said, all the way through to the very last layer, which is called the um, self-reliant achiever. And this person is someone who has high level of competence uh, in their ability to do the work and wants to do the work. And so you can really kind of uh, let them alone to do the work, which is in contrast to the enthusiastic beginner who really wants to do it, but doesn't know how to do it. That person will need more support, will need a lot more handholding. So this is, you know, in order to, to determine this, you really have to know your people well. You have to observe them. You have to pay attention to them and how they're behaving in the different environments, what some of their strengths and what some of their weaknesses are. So it requires a lot of time of a leader. Right, a lot of time at the beginning, at the onset, to make that assessment of that individual and the environment in which they're working in. You have to know what you've asked them to do. You have to know what the skills that are required to, to be successful in that environment. A lot of work, uh, a lot of pre-work in this in this uh, initial stage. Then the next part is looking internally, right? Looking at the flexibility of the leader of yourself to be able to adjust your style comfortably to, to whatever is needed of that employee. The, 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 the term that they use here is different strokes uh, for different folks, right? So how do you change your strokes for the different folks that you have to work with? And this too, there are four levels, starting with directive, which basically means that you give very specific, very concrete instructions, almost like a micromanager who's always there making sure that your directions are being followed and being very explicit in your directions all the way to the the, the, de the the delegative behavior in which you are just really just giving instructions and trusting that the uh, employee or the team member knows how to do it and will do it. Uh, and so you really need to make sure, again, that you understand how you lead, what your your you're most comfortable doing. Because for example, I do not enjoy um, the directive level of 
uh, leadership. I don't like micromanaging. I don't like having to tell people every little detail. I'm more of a, of a delegator. I'm, I'm more of someone who likes to tell you generally what we need to accomplish, the timeline, and then just sort of let you figure out the best way that you think you want to do it. I don't want to have to tell you every single step because as I've mentioned before, that requires a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And I usually have other things that I need to be spending my time and energy on. So you really need to understand your own strengths and weaknesses in terms of your your, your natural style and, and make sure that you're adjusting appropriately to the different settings. And then the third skill here that they talk about is the ability to partner uh, for performance with the team member or with the employee that we're working with here. Uh, and this requires you to have a dialogue with this individual and share your thoughts and your understanding of what their strengths and challenges are, what the required work is. Make sure you come to consensus on this um, before before engaging and, and coming up, coming with a plan for it together. And so this is a skill in itself in that you know you have to be able to have this open and honest conversation, but also understand that you are the leader in this situation. And so it's not a free for all. You know, you, you have to be, you have to take the lead. You have to be the responsible party. You have to help the both of you come to a consensus and an agreement that the both of you can and will follow. Uh, so I, I think for me, these are the three um, specific skills that are required for situational leadership. And obviously, these skills require some level of psychological self-awareness and understanding not only of yourself, but of others. And so absolutely, you know, the, those who are more um, high-minded high in terms of psychological awareness and have a better understanding of human behavior, this will come uh, easier in the sense of that you, you have a good understanding and awareness of yourself. You may still struggle with the adjustments and the changes, but this is the initial uh, starting point. And so if you have some sort of self-awareness and greater self-understanding, I think this puts you in, in a better position to move forward. Okay, so what do you think of this model? How do you think it might work for you and uh, you know help you to be successful with your team members in your setting? So let me know. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will join us next time when we dive deeper into one of the leadership skills and behaviors.